Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Boots, Balls and Bras with myself, Eartha Pond, and the amazing Farah Williams. Uh, Farah is, we're out of the studio today, um, but we've still got all the great insights in terms of what's gone on this weekend, loads of talking points. My accumulator nearly came in, but that's another story oh for goodness. another day. Here we day. go, here we go. <laughs> you, know, you know I was coming straight in with it, right? I was gassed, I was like... Farrah was straight out the door, we, first game, obviously in terms of <clears throat> Villa. And I was like, just watching the results come in. And then West Ham literally huh. like, took me Liverpool, out. And then... Liverpool should have beat them, right? I said West Ham, yeah. you said Liverpool. Right? Did you say draw, actually? No, I said, I said Liverpool. Oh, yeah, I said West Ham, but West Ham should have got battered, by the way. Liverpool should have just put them to bed. But we'll come on to that anyway. <sighs> We've got to have words with Beardy because that, that ain't on. Literally, some people have banked on us, took in my... I'm saying, five pounds wasted. <laughs> <laughs> literally, we're just, we're just losing people money, so we've oh, definitely yeah. got to apologise. But, yeah, back to the weekend's football. We had goals galore. We had four at Chelsea. We had four at Spurs. We had five at United. Oh, talk to me. Mate, we can only start at one place, right? We've got to talk about Tottenham. Because <laughs> last year, look... Let's be honest, right? Do you know how I've looked at this game, Earth? Last year, we um all the signings that Spurs made, they made some top signings and we <clears> criticised <throat> them because we, we thought that they were, in terms of performances and results, we thought they weren't good enough given the calibre of players they had in their squad. They've obviously mm-hmm. changed managers and it's changed massively at Spurs. And so maybe now you can start talking about them being the opposite end of the table finishing. <laughs> but if we, look at, if we look at Villa, Villa are where mm-hmm. Spurs were a year ago in terms of, They've invested heavily this summer. There's talk about them finishing in the top four. Mm. And yes, they played two of the top teams. So they played obviously Man United and Arsenal. But they played two teams that, sh- that in terms of their investment, they should be beating mm. teams like Spurs and Liverpool. So 100%. I got asked the question, is Carla Ward under under uh, <coughs> pressure given the amount of money that she spent and not picking up not picking up any points this season? What do you think? I guess. I mean, I guess good, good, on, paper, so. on paper, yes. On paper, yes. Because obviously, there's so much expectation. Obviously, what she done last season. But I think in reality, when we look back in terms of like where they are, the time they've had to build, the players that they've sort of got in. You got to remember, like Nobzy and um, <clears throat> and others came in like mid-season. So it's not even like she's had like a full like two pre-seasons, like really consolidating with her her squad. And you've got to remember, there's quite a lot of youngsters as well but, in that uh, squad. So They have signed bare strikers, bare attacking players and their back line mm-hmm. at the minute. I know it looks solid last year. It looks poor. Mm-hmm. Leak, how much goals have they leaked? A, a lot. A lot. But that's what I'm trying to say. So maybe they were focusing too much on the, on the front line. And it's yeah. about getting that balance, right? In terms of, yes, we when, we, when we're going forward and we play the right balls in the final third, we're able to get opportunities off and score. But on the flip side, like who's got that maturity at the back? Who's that person who's just going to sit? I talked about it before about 
um Staniforth in the in the middle like she you can clearly tell mm. she has experience like she's not bombing on she's mm. making sure that things are staying balanced but again who has that mindset who has that experience to be able to bring that into the team and at a time where obviously they're leaking goals they're going to want to push push on to go and mm. score goals and teams know that so yeah. they're going to catch them on the counter so again they, they have the quality in the squad to be able to deal with that I guess it's just about execution like, right yeah a bit of both like I'm just a bit like like Villa are definitely underperforming we keep hearing Carla Ward's comments that she mm -hmm. has to take responsibility and you know we heard it against Liverpool she just said it's a reality check etc etc but like I genuinely think they've they're top heavy so in terms of bringing in Ebony Salmon they obviously brought in um Austin Canadian now they brought in from uh United I can't think of the name Leon. yeah Leon Leon. So they brought her in. They've already got Lehman and they've got uh, Rach Daly. They've got obviously um, Hanson. I think Hanson and Daly, absence. Mm -hmm. I think they've been huge for them. Obviously, uh, sorry, Dar Kenza Daly, not Daly. Mm -hmm. uh, Daly's not back. And then obviously Hanson had a free match ban. And I think that's been huge for them in the games that they've had. But yeah. they're going to get Can injured. I, can I throw a spanner in the works? Go on. Can I throw a spanner in the works? Go on. Hannah Hampton going. Is that a bit of a. Are we really so, going to let. But look one how good best was. was. Like, she's a good goalkeeper. I just, we're, not I talking about we're talking about, like, knowing the league, knowing what yeah. it takes, having that rapport. Like, even if we think about things, like, on the pitch, like, outside of the game, like, yeah. they most probably hang out. Like, that type, type of team bonding, that gives you that extra bit when you need that bit of grit to know that, look how far we've come. I guess Dom Seller knows in terms of where Villa are now, but do they know the journey that Villa's come on? Do they understand that in terms of the league and what the, the mindset for me it, that again we look they can see the whole picture right so they can do things and i guess from what we've heard of um the characteristics that type of keeper is maybe what you need who sometimes just kind of gives you a bit of bollocking is dom seller going to give them a bit of a bollocking yeah don't know if she is no, it's true i i mean I could say that like look we've i've spoken in both the arsenal and the, obviously when they played man united and arsenal how well organised mm -hmm. they are as a backline, etc. Compact, mm -hmm. but when I look at the the games, they played compact defensively, deep against the likes of of Arsenal and obviously United at times, and and they banked up and they played in transition. They go and play mm -hmm. Liverpool and Spurs, and they play more open. They get battered. Mm. So it's like I don't know. they have to play a certain way in order to why why they don't have the players in order to get results because. I don't know. Is the league now? Is all means game now? Where like I don't know. If you don't get the results, you've got to be asking the questions. Like, how long can you be in charge? Is it a player thing? Yeah. Is it like? Is it like Carla? Like, what is it? I think, I think we've got to hold our horses. Like, we've got to hold our horses. Fire. and We'll be changing you, managers all the time. Yeah, but how can you perform how they did both against United and Arsenal, two of the top teams in the league, and then perform mm -hmm. so perform so badly against the likes of Liverpool and um, Spurs? It don't make sense. What is it? A mentality thing for the players? Because well, Cole can't take responsibility. Huh? Spurs are a good team. How dare you? Yeah, no, I know. I'm not saying that. And so are Liverpool Earth. But I just mean in terms of ambition and what they've spent, mm -hmm. you'd be thinking they'd be competing at least. And they got battered. Let's be honest, they got battered. Yeah. I, I mean, don't I, get me wrong. Martha Thomas's goals. They were special. Amazing. Man. What a hat-trick that yeah. was, by the way. Mate, can I just ask a question? Is Martha um, Thomas trying to play her way into the um, Olympic squad? Because she is, she is on form. She's like Serena. I'm not I'm English, but I'm goals. here. I can score goals if you need me. 
I promise you, like phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, again, we talked about the impact of Rach Williams leaving Spurs to go to United and the impact she had there. I think it's literally uno reversed yeah. in terms of Thomas. She's gone to um, to Spurs and she is playing with some sort of level of confidence that I haven't seen in a striker for a very, very long time. You know what? You know what I found interesting in her comments at the end? Yeah. About mm -hmm. now I'm playing under a manager that believes in me and also playing in a position that is more natural to her. So obviously most of the time she played at United when she came on was out mm -hmm. on that wide wide right or wide left. And sounds of it she doesn't believe that he that that Mark's gonna believe in her. But my, my thing also is is that you're competing with different personnel. Like when I mean mm -hmm. she's had a great start to the season. When Beth England's back fit, how does that look for her? Yeah. Do they play her to does do they play Beth England out of position because she's scoring goals? So she's. I don't. I don't think it's so much that Mark Skinner didn't believe in her, but more a case of the caliber of players that you're competing with at United at the time that she was there, compared to mm -hmm. the, the caliber of players that are at Spurs. And that's no disrespect to them, that she should be playing that Spurs team currently. Beth England. Yeah. That'll be. That'll be a real. What's the what? what what's the word I'm looking for? Like in terms of like. Um, Challenge. Yeah, or even like guide as to where like the manager does yeah. here because. I can assure you, if if Beth England was fit, she'd be in at number nine. But this this is what comes back to it and what really annoys me. What gives, yes, in terms of what Beth England's done, but what gives Beth England the right to go ahead of her just because of what she's done in the history? Like, for me, They've it has to be... They've named their club captain. They've named their club captain. No, but I'm trying to say... No, no, I know I, I'm that, but I'm saying yeah. on the flip side, in terms of Thomas has gone from United. Yeah. Um, oh, hello. Thomas has gone from United and in terms of like the calibre of players and it comes back to that name on the back of the shirt. Like how can you, that is overriding. I thought we left this in the age days of women's football, actually the players who are performing day in, day out. Mm. And that's what they, when they get frustrated, like when she's come on and had that chance, I think she's done all right. She's had an impact. Yeah. But then in terms of like giving her a chance to really deliver and settle in and perform like other players have that leeway, I think she, she feels like she, she wasn't able to do that. So she feels really confident in the club that she's at now where she's able to perform and get picked based on merit. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that's all you want as a player, right? In terms of like, yeah. yes, you want the manager to believe in you, but you have to be able to perform. And if you are performing, then you should assume that you've earned the right to be 100%. challenging and knocking on that door of the starting eleven. And I just don't think she feels she was given, I guess, the benefit of the doubt to be able to do that. Mm. No, I know. I just, I just think, like, yes, at times managers are played under. Obviously, my time I asked, and I felt like you know, I didn't really get on with the manager. But then when I look back and reflect, probably a lot of individual stuff that I wasn't doing right, and so I didn't mm -hmm. deserve to play at the time. So a bit of both, a bit of you need your arm around you to feel loved, opportunities to play, mm -hmm. etc. But a little bit like look inside yourself. Sometimes I don't know if it's easy to come out and go, now I'm scoring. Oh, it's because the manager didn't believe in me and I'm playing in my no more, more natural position. Yeah. Maybe that is, is, she, Maybe that is, is, she is she too small a name then? Is she too small a name? Is she, like, is it, she's... like if I was at United, I would be playing both Rachel Williams, Nikita even, Paris in a nine ahead of her and Russo. So in terms of that nine position, all of those three players I've just named would have started ahead of her if I was selecting a team. Mm. So I don't think it was a personal thing between Mark Skinner and and her and him not believing in her but him trying to play his strongest squad and he never changed it really his 11 never really changed yeah 
Because we, we to be fair, we, we we always we always like we, we praise Mark quite a lot in terms of the ment- the winning mentality and that team cohesion that they sort of build together. And I guess on the flip side, when you have a player, based on the comments, what um, Thomas was saying, like who's just not feeling it, how do we really manage that in terms of them in and around the group? I guess what they do next in terms of careers, and we've got to remember. It's not like back in the day where you put a seven-day request in and yeah. you can go to another team. If you are locked Just into this contract, <laughs> if you are locked into no this contract, this podcast and know about the seven-day request. <laughs> if you are locked into this contract, you are in it. You could be in it for years yeah. with a manager that you feel don't believe in you. Like, what does that do in terms of that wellness? So I think, especially, it's important for players now to think about where the game's going. And when they really go into that, like, next, when they're signing those contracts, is it a thing where, is it relying on the manager liking me? Is, like, can I thrive in this environment? Yeah. And, yeah, I don't I don't think too many people think about that. And I'm not, I'm not too sure if there's any in terms of support and the clubs in terms of where does a player go? Like, we look at the issues that people talked about in terms of Mary and potentially going to, mm-hmm. to Arsenal. Like... If she wanted to go, she, yeah, she, couldn't go. she couldn't go. What does that do to her mentality? What does that do in terms of like, mm. yes, for United, but also like outside of that on an international level? Does it have an impact? Is there the resources to support that um, players going through that? And I think it, it's, a, it's a conversation that really needs to be had. I'm not too sure if it's being had further down in terms of the academy set up that, yes, it's great. You want to be a professional. It's possible. It could be your career. But when you're doing things like this, like signing contracts... You're in it, and you are the product. You're the product of that club. So, yeah, it's very important. Because of your team, anyway. So Spurs, it might not be the. We might need to find a new team to laugh at this season, and it it ain't going to be Spurs. So maybe, uh, (laughs) uh, if you can pick one. Oh, I was trying to. I was trying to think who you said's going to finish top four. If you made a silly suggestion, I can't remember what you said. None of my suggestions. None of my suggestions are. They have. Are silly. They um, have. But yeah, it was, um, I guess, a good week for you, um, for Spurs. Uh, in terms of United, clean sheet, five goals, not headers like City. I don't know if they were trying to I match know. that, the five headers. Um, but yeah, some, some good performances. Good to mm. see Paris back on the pitch. I like um, look, She's enjoying her football. Makes me happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. What, what do you think? Obviously, they had the the Champions League midweek. That's the, I, I think that the, the thing is that when you come back off the back of like they've obviously had three draws. They played Arsenal mm-hmm. between obviously their Champions League and and it was difficult. And sorry, they they drew with um, Leicester, didn't they? In between their, their Champions League. And, oh, wow. and let me just tell you, I was at the Leicester City game. So that is Leicester this season aren't going to be an easy game for any opposition. That's for sure. And we'll come on mm-hmm. to them anyway. But so that draw against um, United probably isn't a bigger you know, shock, as you probably thought, given what I've seen or how I've seen Le- uh, Leicester perform at the weekend. So, obviously, they they had... No, honestly, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just we'll laughing see. at the training session. We'll see. I know, I know, I know. It's mad how things can change, right? But I think it... Um, I think it shows good character from them. You get knocked out of Champions League, I guess it... For them, it's probably a reality check in terms of, like, where they're at. You heard Mark Skinner's mm-hmm. comments about... Um, performance and you've got to be in the moment and play in the moment he didn't feel like his players did that in the first half of the of the second mm-hmm. leg and before you know it you're pretty much out of the competition um mm-hmm. but to bounce back and play 
you know, a top team in, in Everton and, and score five goals and, and get a clean sheet. I think that's huge. I think it just shows the character of the squad. Um, obviously, for me, I love Nikita. So, getting her, seeing her play and obviously get her goal back at her old club um, mm-hmm. is good. But it keeps them in the run. I think, I don't know, you know, like last season where, like, if you dropped a couple of points for the title, like, we were looking like, oh, can they can they mm-hmm. win it if they, if they drop six points or whatever? I think you're going to be able to drop more points this season and still win the league. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a lot closer, mm. and I think people are going to just take take points of people. Um, I, I really do believe the lack of time in between the World Cup and the starting of the season is gonna uh, gonna have a knock on effect and an impact in terms of that. Um, but I guess it's only good for the league, right? In terms of 100%. shaking it up a bit. Well, not for you as a Chelsea fan, but like in terms of shaking it up a bit, like players being able to. I guess perform and yeah, I think not. It's not a good thing, but even like being out of the Champions League, everyone apart from Chelsea, like there's not that extra traveling outside of the international mm. windows. So you really get to get the best out of like clubs having players on the grass and seeing tactically like how they're implementing that and then how they go out and perform. So I think from a domestic point of view, like I think it's it's exciting. It, it's good to see and. I guess it's less opportunities where players can go out and get injured or, do you know what I mean, overplaying in terms of well-being, and we really get to see them on a, mm. a week-to-week basis and they get the opportunity to not make any excuses and go out there and perform for the fans. So, Yeah, yeah no, really- they're in a much better position now they're out of that in terms mm. of fighting for the league. Um, what about Everton, Earth, man? Like, I just can't... I, I don't know what it is, then. Like, I... But- I can't even. I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm like, I can't take it seriously. What's their identity? What, what's, what's, their, what's their identity? Like, this, this is the thing. They like... have an identity. Like, I was talking about this the other day. People keep saying, oh, the new coach has come in. He's giving them identity. They play out from the back. Okay, great. They play out from the back and they go nowhere. They don't connect the back mm-hmm. to the front. They don't connect that. They don't break lines. They don't get into final third and create that many opportunities. They're just, they're just not a team that I enjoy watching. And I'm like, they invested, obviously, all that money last year. But mm. I don't know what. If one, one in three not I don't know just yeah like, where do and you see them like where do you like I don't even see if I'll be honest I don't even see them but yeah. and that's because like they've been such a dominant force like there was always the, the team who was like shining a light in terms of exactly. like northern play, like a northern team um they were always the one who was like challenging the southern softies or whatever they used mm-hmm. to call them and they had like standout players mm-hmm. and they had <laughs> players like coming from all over to come and play for them but now it's just like you know that child in school yeah who's not naughty yeah and it's not good and then like the teacher doesn't just, give them any attention they're just there yeah. like they're not stretched they're not challenged they're just uh, ticking over they're just kind of part of the structure yeah just there like in the classroom just like they're, not, like, the they're not gonna win they might go on a cup run but they won't go for, far and then they're not gonna win the league yeah like just above relegation, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Now, to be fair, like when you talk about Everton, I think both of us. I mean, I was there, was there longer, but me and you were both <laughs> a Southern Zofty <laughs> playing up north. But yeah, we definitely had identity at Everton, and just over the years, obviously since losing Mo, just went on the decline. So um, hopefully they pick it up. I don't really. I'm not really sure about the manager. If I'm deadly honest, don't think he gives them. Mm any sort of identity as he spoke about. So it'd be interesting how that, that progresses there anyway. But what about Mark Skinner's comments, Earth, after Champions League and how many top Ugh. teams got knocked out? Like, 
absolute madness, right? In the early stages, I, and we spoke about the format and stuff about you know Champions League and losing top teams at the early stages. What what's your thoughts? A hundred percent. I I think it sounds like he's being bitter, but in terms of like as a player, you. You, you want to, the best players, you want them to all compete against each other. It's like the World Cup, right? In terms of like a domestically. But the format's always been the same. For me, yeah. this is the aspiration. This is what they wanted. They knew the competition format before. This is what they wanted to get into. They were gutted when they didn't get into Champions League. Yeah. Now they're in it. They get knocked out. They're like, oh, yeah, we're here now. Yeah. But, but the format's rubbish. And I guess for me, the question is, how brazen are you as a team who's just got in the Champions League who's coming in and having these big, broad comments. Are you saying it because you're United yeah, and you feel you, you can like comment on it? Because actually, if you're Accrington Stanley, I don't know why I said Accrington Stanley, does your club come out and be like, oh, this is rubbish? Like, mate, calm down. You've just got in. You've just got yeah. in. You've just got, you've just turned 18. You can just have a drink. <laughs> calm yourself down. And um, yeah, but then again, Emma's, Emma, I guess Emma's comments kind of count, count, counteract that in terms of they had the same thing, got they qualified, got knocked out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's true. Do we need to look at it in terms of potentially like the male format and and going into group stages and having more teams competing? Yes, I think it's it's time to be reviewed. The game's grown, um, but yeah, it's just funny, like, it? like every time like something like like it's like should we do it like the men? The moment we don't want to do it like the men, and then mm -hmm. we have all these teams, Wolfsburg, Arsenal, whatever, Man United get knocked out. It's like oh, we should do the format like the men for these top teams to go through. So are we going to do it how we want to do it and run it how the women's game want to be run, or are we going to just be like mm -hmm. oh, we'll do it like the men just because things haven't happened our way? Mm -hmm. and look, look, Paris FC. I think they they've definitely be un underestimated if you look at it, mm -hmm. knocking out Arsenal and Wolfsburg. Two French and then PSG have knocked out uh, United. The French, the French league looks. Considering no one talks about the French league that much anymore, mm. you got three teams in in the Champions League in a, in, in in the actual. Uh, I'm going to say their group stages for real. <laughs> their group stages for real. No, I and like we've always, I think we've always talked about it in terms of um, the talent in in France. Um, I think they're they're doing they're doing something well. Um, and maybe not as concerning as it is in England in terms of their homegrown players. Uh, they're getting game time. Yeah. They're playing, they're getting game time, they're playing in the youth setup. So in, in terms of those players coming through domestically, uh, some a lot of them would have played together at international level on on a youth team. So yes, they're not may, maybe a big name, but actually they they play good football. Yeah. I guess they've got that identity, they they've got that. They, maybe they thrive off being an underdog. Yeah, like it's kind of like the Charlton of are they? Where it's not a it's not a pretty name. It's not like a big yeah. name club, but actually the players that are there are decent. They work for each other. They've got international experience at some level, um, and yeah, they just quietly go about their business. So I'm excited to see who else they knock out. To be I'm fair, me too. Charlton, the best. <laughs> <laughs> me too. But they, um, yeah, I think the format, uh, nah. For now, we keep it the same. Mm. I think that this team we need to do better. We can't be like, oh, we sh we should be at the latter stages mm. or whatever. I just don't understand what gives people the right to do that. Finish higher up in the league, and you won't be in the position that you are. We already have three teams that can uh, try and mm. enter into that anyway. So we're one of the more luckier teams. But staying in Manchester, Man City, Leicester, mm -hmm. mate, I was at that game. I was like, obviously, having seen 
City played the, the, the first few opening games, I was like, right, they're definitely title contenders. Now, everyone, and me included, thought they were just going to batter Leicester. But actually watching Leicester, Leicester live, mate, Willie Kirk has got that team so fit, like genuinely so fit. And mm. don't get me wrong, Earth, if, you, if you'd have seen the way, I don't know if you watched it and you've seen the way that yeah. they played, they went player for player. And they went with mm. a brave, they were like playing three, two, two, three, two, whatever they were playing. It was a mad system. And mm. they just wanted to, and left themselves vulnerable. It's one of those, you know, like it's probably the biggest risk reward formation that a team that is, is seen as one of the, the lesser teams in the league can play against one of the top teams in the league and risk it all. And they did, and they conceded through their style of play and they were vulnerable of it. But mate, when they got it right in the second half, once they got to grips with how they were playing, I think mm. they caused massive problems for, for City. City could have buried them in the, in the opening 25 minutes, had loads of chances to do that and didn't. Yeah. But you allow a team like that to stay in the game, which is what City did. Mate, let's yeah. have chances to get a point from that game. I think moving forward, like they, look, they're safe. Seven points, kept them. it means they're safe. I know we're I lost. Say, five, moving forward, points. they're going to be... I was going to say, moving forward, they're going to be Arsenal when they right. after the international break. <laughs> do, do you know what? There's a possibility. There's a possibility. But, you know, I was talking to, to Willie Kirk before the game and, like, I was just saying, like, what, what's been so different? Obviously, he's had more time. I think his re recruitment's been good. And, obviously, mm -hmm. his players are much, much fitter. And I was bantering yeah. him about that, um, you know, every week he keeps saying, we've got three more points. Yeah. <laughs> At this stage last season, we didn't have any. So, he was yeah. laughing about it. But, yeah, I actually thought... Because even um, Gareth Taylor after the game said physically mm. how hard that game was, and it's been the toughest physical performance or opposition. Sorry, they they faced this season. So, given the fact they played Chelsea, who are league champions, I think it just shows the growth of uh, of Leicester. And mate, now they're safer. If they've got so much they can believe in. Why? Why are you saying they're safe? We're literally in October. <laughs> You're like now they're safe. <laughs> like they've already drawn the line. You're like now they're safe and they're above those points. Uh, they're gonna go through. Because obviously it was at the game. Like for me, it, it looked like like you said they went man for man. They didn't give like Man City too much respect. Mm -hmm. No, no. Um, and it wasn't. I don't, I wanted to know. Is it they were? Looking to catch them on the account on the counter because obviously you can't see the whole picture when you're watching it on TV. Or was they going for it as well? Because for me, I, I was assuming that they weren't giving them the respect. They were doing their jobs. Yeah. They were looking at opportunities to catch them on the counter or, or break down play. Mm. Or actually, was they taking on City or did it look different? When from, yeah, no, they wanted to go toe for toe. They obviously played United and got a point. And as I said, I spoke to Willie Kirk in 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 the, in the tunnel before the game and. He obviously said that they should have been put to bed at United early, a bit like the City one, but they were still in the game. And he said he mentioned that against United, he said his players are just drained. Like, you know what it's like? You, you go and sit mm. in against a team mentally, it's so draining. Like, take out the physical, like, mentally to like sit in a shape and defend, I don't know, cross after cross after cross. It's mm. mentally exhausting. So, if your team's fit enough, why not go and you know, go toe to toe and see what you can actually do. He's got good players in that team. They've got good young players in that team, players that are capable of, you know, performing. But the game started at Earth where it was one of those where City high press and so did Leicester. And it was about mm -hmm. who had the better quality to break through the press. And in the first 20 minutes, City had that. I'm a much yeah. better team and, and should have scored two or three. I mean, the goal that they did score, the keeper should have saved. Chloe Kelly's goal. Yeah. I mean, another goalkeeping ever that we keep talking about every week. Um but they had opportunities to score other goals and they didn't take them. They just didn't, they lacked comp composure in front of goal for sure. But Leicester then had clear, clear Was cut there chances. anyone who surprised you? Was there anyone who surprised you, like live, like who you thought 
wow, like not wow, oh, that's maybe a different wrong word, but like actually they're. Uh, oh, Shannon like O'Brien, you know, I already knew her from the youth team at Leicester. Mm. Good player, good player. I think that if Willie Kirk can get the best out of her, she's a very good player. Um, you know what? I know people talk about Sophie Howard. I've mentioned it a few weeks now. I think she's been brilliant at the back. And I just really enjoyed her matchup against Bonnie Shaw. Like, mm. literally, yes, the goal, the naivety she showed where she went too far in, but oh, she yeah. did that most of the time. I felt like in the second half, when she got the, when she got her uh, decision-making right, Bonnie Shaw didn't want to know. But I was mm. saying it was it was a difficult one because everything that was short, like any short passing to Bonnie Shaw, Sophie Howard was aggressive and could make good decisions in doing that. Anything that was mm. a longer pass in terms of like her thinking about a decision to go in, to drop off, give herself time and space, because obviously she's not the quickest, she didn't mm -hmm. get that balance right. But I actually yeah. really enjoyed that 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 matchup. And yeah, I'm sure Bunny Shaw did as well. I thought Bunny Shaw yeah. was gonna go off. <laughs> I thought literally I saw her hobbling. I was thinking, oh, she's she's gonna she's yeah, gonna she go left off. one in on her typical Scottish, right? Just leaving one in Howard. But yeah, that, that was a good that was a good matchup for me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, obviously, their next game is Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and we saw <clears throat> the return of Miedemar. I know you wish you had your Miedemar shirt on, but it doesn't fit anymore. Um, <laughs> um yeah, are are they already planning? Does it does it look different? Does, do they give the same in terms of going man for man like they did against City, or is it a, a different type of game? I think City are too good for them. Yeah, I think at the minute I don't. Yeah, Arsenal beating Bristol just two one. Uh, oh, your tunes! Look at you, your tunes, Shane. Think, you were like, I thought it was a confidence game. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. I thought it was a confidence gamer. Linda. You said this is a confidence, confidence game. game. This is going to get their goals. This is where they're going to come in. And I'm like, mm -mm. Bristol. I, I, I think they could have. No, they could have gone. Um... <laughs> no. But yeah, I think it's 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 a different game. I think if if City continue in terms of the form that they're on, I don't care who you're bringing on. Me, me, Mar. Huh. Um, I think there's just too many holes um, for them to be able to exploit. Um, and I think they're on the front foot. They're, they're more together as a team. They kind of, like you said, they've been building for like a, a few seasons now. Players have got their confidence. And I think on the flip side, Arsenal players are starting to build their confidence. Yeah. Um, and they haven't got that in terms of their performance. You look at the goals they've scored. They've been like last minute ditch yeah. worldies. They're not like teams that have been building up play, like, do you know what I mean, working other teams. So mm -hmm. I think that's something that they need to to add. And I guess this is the downfall 
from a, a team who's got loads of internationals, you're not going to have them to work with to build that over the, I mean, the, the coming yeah. days. So they're going to have to come straight back in and just perform. Mm. I mean, international break's always an interesting one, isn't it? And then you come back in and play mm. a top team. Gareth Taylor, we was, I was talking to him, obviously, after the game, and he, it was interesting. Obviously, their start last season was really poor. And most definitely, mm. he's going to be judged this season. You know, he, when he when he took the job, they was in they was in COVID lockdown. And then, obviously, said last season, all the transition of players coming in and out. And now he's got his squad. He's bought one player in this year. Only Jill mm. Root. Is it Rude? I don't know how you Rude. say her name. Yeah. Rude? 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 Anyway. Rude. <laughs> they've only brought her in right and she's made a massive difference to their team mm-hmm. but this is where they get judged but it was interesting that he said like they're blocking like they're doing block games so they're not looking too far ahead or whatever it's like okay let's get these three games out of the way internationals we reassess we go again next three games so yeah big game for them but i do i, I think they beat arsenal i think they're they're in a better position i think they're a, a more organized more together team in terms of like n- knowing what they're doing knowing the individual mm-hmm. roles anyone can come in and out and that like for like replacement it doesn't look um it doesn't look like they lose balance with that whereas arsenal yeah. they chop and change and it's like there's no consistency in performance yeah well i guess one player that's definitely going to be on the grass this week and having opportunities to to sharpen up his body sure because the jamaican national team once again are in, I don't even know what higgity-haggity they're in, but most of the World Cup squad has not turned up for duty um, because there's still outstanding wages that are there, just lack of communication. Mm. I, I mean, we've got we've to talk about it because I think we celebrated so much. Like, they are inspiring. Like, not just, like, for on a world stage, but definitely when we look at, like, the Caribbean or CONCACAF regions where... It is like a light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm talking mm-hmm. the, the smallest light that is flickering on and off like a bug. And they went to the World Cup and demonstrated that it can be possible. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the lack of support. We saw the the communications that was happening throughout the tournament. We come to another tournament. They're they're qualifying for the for the Gold Cup, the same one that Saint Lucia was playing in the other week. And they're naming the manager a couple of days that they're finding out online. It's what are we what are we really doing? Like, who is really in? Who's in charge of this? That's right. Yeah, that's the thing. Who's in, like? Even heard the manager after the World Cup. Look, like something has to change now. But like, yeah. y- you're right. Like, look at the performance they gave in the World Cup. Look how many heads were turned. Look how much support they got behind them. To then have to withdraw, players not wanting to participate because they feel like the treatment of that isn't right, and the only way that they're going to get, it, I guess, recognised or seen or heard mm-hmm. is if they do that protest and and not play or not turn up and represent their country which look at the personnel that aren't going. These aren't players yeah. that don't not want to represent their country. They're players that mm-hmm. want things to be better, that 100%. want to represent the badge and, and, and deserve to, to be given the, the treatment and whatever else. And it, you know, if it won't just be a financial thing. It won't just be that they've got late pay. And I know people mm-hmm. outside will be going, oh, it's only, you know, you've not been paid. What about the treatment of everything? Probably the facilities, yeah. probably the staffing that they have. There's a lot of things that isn't right there and and the women there they deserve better for sure and especially off the back of the world cup come on who's not watching that to go actually let me give these girls what they deserve and let's see what they're capable of achieving yeah you look at even like definitely someone like bunny shaw who's born on the island um and like is that sort of poster girl Um, she was even given an award last week like a national recognition so she's not someone who's going to not turn up for Mm. her country she's 
someone who has seen it from a grassroots point of point of view and she knows in terms of the standards and that's it i guess once you go across into like europe and other countries you get to see actually this ain't good enough yeah, yeah. so when you're coming back and you're having those conversations it's like in order to close the gap this is what we need this is how we're going to make the game better nationally and if people are not listening and not investing in it then it must be so disheartening um, and again, for other players who are, who've got that heritage, who've gone across and, and played mm. for Jamaica as well, bringing that for them, they're like, maybe they've been involved in other national teams. I think I look at the likes of Drew Spence and Rebecca Spencer. So they know in terms of what that setup can and should look like. Yeah. Um, and it's just not good enough. Like from an overview and someone who's just looked at, sort of football in the Caribbean there's so much work to do but and the, the the worst thing is there's so many people who are willing to do it and I think from a player's point of view there's a lot of players who are willing to sacrifice and like not look at like you said being getting top dollar and doing because they want to grow the game mm. like they've been in the game long enough where they want to actually see leave the game in a better place than they currently came into it yeah. so it's not trying to be this famous person or trying to be this standout star actually, how can we help bring that game to a better place? And I think the Jamaican Footballer Federation need to have a real good look at themselves um, and Mate, this needs back. to be resolved quick, though. Like, it needs to be resolved quick. You don't want players... Have you ever been to a Caribbean shop to buy food? How quick was that? I don't know if <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not going to be that quick, but it needs it needs to be quick. No, fun and jokes aside, it needs to be done. It needs to be sorted okay. because they, to be honest, they are setting the president in terms of other Caribbean islands, and if they don't do it properly, yeah, the others, Aren't they're not going to follow. They're going to follow suit, one hundred percent. So, hopefully, we can uh, get something in ASAP. Mm. Um, but yeah, lionesses have met up. My I girl Keaton's in. I know you got that right. Challenging Drake. Got that right. You got that right. Right. Um, uh, I mean, look, she's she's the only she's two of the four goalkeepers that are currently playing. Mm. You know, you know. Look at Hampton; she's not playing, and uh, Ellie Robot's not playing. Mm. Sandy McCleaver; she's obviously chose to switch nations so she's off to Scotland now to represent mm -hmm. them probably didn't think she'd get an opportunity so in terms of uh goalkeepers English goalkeepers that are playing mm. you know she, she's only it's Mary Epps and her that are actually playing out of in form at the minute but mm -hmm. I think it's huge for her that she's she's been called up um I think she's got the you spoke about it the other day like we don't know her but she looks like mm -hmm. she's got the personality and character to just step into that senior environment and be comfortable um she's obviously got a lot of city teammates around her um, that will settle her in. Obviously, having Ellie Robot there as well, I think that will help her. Um, yeah. But she seems like somebody, certainly a confident, confident player. Could see that in her performances. I think obviously she's still young, like she's still developing. She's still, mm. you know, in terms of her decision making, they're going to be inconsistent. She's going to have some great decisions, and she's going to have some <laughs> moments of madness. And, and I saw that live against Leicester. I thought against Chelsea, I thought she was phenomenal for ninety yeah. minutes. Decision making was was bang on, and then against Leicester it was a little bit up and down but I think she's young she's in that development phase still I think we've got to remember that but that's a yeah. call up for her um one that I she probably ain't gonna get minutes but the experience will do her the world of good I don't know do you know what just knowing so we say no minutes I don't be silly stop saying stop making silly comments every single week 
Let me tell you, she's gonna get some. She's gonna get some minutes. Yeah. What? What do you make? What? Okay. If not in this game, the next game by December the first at Wembley. Oh my! Can you imagine? No, she's not getting any minutes before December the first for the senior team. All right. I think I've well, okay. You, you're not a goalkeeper, so you're not a goalkeeper, so you wouldn't know. So I'm gonna say she's gonna get some minutes before December the first and actually get her first cap because she's performing well. Ever. What are you drank this morning? Uh, nothing. I'm I'm okay. So we're gonna she's gonna she's gonna get that that okay. that cap. Okay. And I'm it's gonna be a very good celebration. She's gonna it's a good representation of um young again for the youngsters coming through that they will get that opportunity. If they're playing well, isn't that isn't that the strap line that they say? If you perform well and you're doing well, then you'll get the opportunity. It will come. Unless Mary Epps gets injured, she ain't, she ain't getting a minute on the pitch. But how? So okay, so how? Okay, she never gets a minute on the pitch, and Mary Epps is playing well all the time. If something happens in a major tournament, and she who is going to step in? She's one of two players that are currently playing. When is she going to get that experience to be able to go into a competition? They have the Olympics coming up. When if if it's not now, Earth then are, when? they have to qualify out of the Nations League. They're to go gonna to the qualify. They are. They have to beat Belgium and they have to beat the Netherlands in December. She's not going to play. <sighs> Stop talking. I'm moving on anyway. I'm moving on to players that didn't get picked. Go on then. Jordan Nobbs not in after the. She was obviously with the World Cup. Coombs is not in, mm -hmm. and Lucy Sanafor, three midfielders, and we got obviously Frank Kirby's back, Grace Clinton, new um, debutant. Uh, to the squad and mm -hmm. Kira Walsh is back. That midfield looks good, by the way. Transition. It's, it's, it's yeah, again, it this, is the, this is the time for the transition to take place. So, why would it happen not in goal? Why wouldn't it happen in goal and will happen in midfield? No, obviously, yeah, for the players to come on outfield and everything goal. Let, let's be honest, you're, that's stupid. You've got to go past and 10 other players to get to me. <laughs> As the goalkeeper, so therefore, it's more like like it's, I'm less likely to be tested. And actually, if I am tested from my performances, I've been playing well, so you should have confidence in me, rather than the other players who maybe haven't had that level of speed and play and stuff in terms of senior international. Actually, you're such a goalkeeper, like woohoo! Like goalkeepers, give them opportunities. No, Mate. no. no? <laughs> But no, I think it's good to see fresh faces. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's great. I think her, Clinton, like, yeah, I think it's really good. I think it's in terms of the experience and that, great. But we need to win these both games. Not to say that if either of those plays, we couldn't. Mm -hmm. But Belgium and, and then obviously in December, we have to win. Have to win. Yeah. Must win games. Belgium will be difficult. Yeah, 100%. They're always a team who's... They've got talent throughout uh -huh. the team. Again, it's, it's about it gelling. And if it happens on the day... Then they they definitely test England. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 excited. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm always looking looking forward to this seeing the next generation. Squad. This is an exciting yeah. squad. I'm excited by this squad. I'm excited. Is there is there, any, is there anyone else that you would have had in there or that you thought? No, oh. but you know what? If I'm fuming. I've completely forgot Frank Kirby's back from injury, and we didn't even mention her. She's key, key, key to this squad. You just I just assume she's always in there. Like I unless know. she's injured, no. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, right. but I just forgot that she was back playing. Like, you know, like, obviously she was brilliant the other week, but, yeah, I was mm. like, how did I forget? Remember we did our, our prediction, who will be in? Mm. How did I not think about her? But, yeah. She was already I'm, in. I'm glad to see her back in. Frank Kirby is key, 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 key. Yeah, um, she'll, make, she'll, make, she'll make a difference. But I must think game. 
on on the on the flip side, I think it's good that there's not all this hype around her. Mm. Maybe she wants that. Like people might forget that I'm part of it, and then I just turn up and and do it because I think. Yeah. Before she was injured, she was literally like one of the key players for opponents. Mm. Like everyone was like looking at what she's doing in terms of getting goals, but also for the opposition preventing goals happening. So, yeah, I think that settling in back from a quite an extensive period of injury is mm. yeah is important. So, yeah, come on, Fran. I think she'll get a goal as well. So, we got Keaton in goal. We got Kirby getting a goal. And we've got Clinton making her debut. Kirby gets a goal, probably more realistic, Harper. That's if she gets the minutes, but yeah. All right, so some of the other games that we've got, we've got Germany versus Wales. Um, Netherlands, Scotland, Hungary, Northern Ireland. Denmark then play host Wales at home. Northern Ireland host Hungary. We've got Belgium hosting England on the 31st. And then Scotland hosting the Netherlands. So we've got a fun-packed set of international fixtures. Like I said, I'm sure managers are going to be um, hoping everyone always, comes back. It's always horrible, isn't it, when you go back-to-back -back games like against the same opposition, that like home mm. and away leg, like in in a few days. Wonder if like Sweden the same or like changes it. So maybe she maybe Keaton will get in. Ah, uh, see, don't make it no, don't make excuses now. Okay. She was always getting in. I don't think she will. I just oh, think she'll, she'll be quite consistent with her squad. I think you would imagine. Yeah, you would well, imagine. That definitely it. gives us a bit of a break from a uh, domestically. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to seeing some of the the results come in, and we'll be tuned in. Um, get stuck into international. We've had some more questions come through as well this week. Thank you guys for sending in your videos. We are loving them. Um, let's take some of them. First question. So here's a question for both Farah and Ertha. Has Man United season finally kick-started following their 5-0 win against Everton? Good question. I think, they, I think they started well in the opening game against Villa. I think Villa obviously made it difficult, but I think the fact they grind out a result... Um, in that one, a late a late winner. Um, I told you, Leicester would, Leicester's more difficult than what I think we all predicted them to be this season. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, we're shocked about that that result um, and it didn't bury them. But had they kicked off their season? Probably not. But I think it shows character from them. We spoke about it in the pod, if you, if you listen to the pod, that, yeah, to bounce back after being knocked out Champions League, a lot of travelling in between, like a, lot, a lot of games. Um, a 5 0 win against Everton is, is, is big. I just think it shows the character of the squad. Um, but they're going to be competing for that title until the end, for, sh for sure. So I don't think they can be judged off the first few games. What's your thoughts? I'm a United fan, so we're always kicking off our season. Sometimes we have a bit of dips and a bit of hurdles, but yeah, we're always ready to go. Come on, you Red Devils. Yeah. Hi. Watching the NWSL this year is insane, more particularly San Diego Wave. The way Casey Tooney managed the team is brilliant. Does England lost an amazing coach? I think obviously Casey's a good a good coach, right? It's great to see um, what she's done out there in the NWSL. I think definitely the England setup was was gutted when she she moved on, but she's always had a aspirations to, I guess, manage at, at the highest level. So whether that was here in England or or abroad, <clears throat> she definitely was gonna gonna do that and and be successful mm -hmm. at it. I think, yes, she definitely would be a consideration for any club 
Um, we see what she's done at, at United in terms of setting that up. Um, but yeah, it'd be good to see how she gets on against Harvey um, in their in their next next fixture. So two English coaches out in the US. Don't know. We should try and get some more females and their English back here in the mm. UK. I don't know about you, Faz. No, I'd love to see Casey in in WSL, but it, you know it's one of them. Earth. When you're a coach and you got and she's a young coach, she went straight into it. Like there was no like growth development stage for her in terms of management. She went into it, took United on a fresh new challenge. Obviously, did the same when she went out out to the US. I think, I mean, to do what she's done in her second season is, is unbelievable. But it's a coach that I would like to see in the WSL. But I also know once you go out to America, the culture, the lifestyle, the treatment. You know, all the things that you talk about, we just spoke about the Jamaican national team not getting what women deserve in order to perform. They'll get that in the US. So mm -hmm. why would you come back to potentially to a club that aren't going to give her what she needs in order to, for her and her team to perform or put, you know, a, a strong backroom staff together in order to give the players what they need? I doubt she'll come back anytime soon for that. But certainly one, I think, in the future down the line will be an England the Lioness manager at some point, for sure. Back from staff available, BBB. If you need me, I'm here. <laughs> hey, guys. My question is, once all the Arsenal players are back fit, who do you think is their best starting eleven? Do you think there's space for both Midema and Russo? Or do you think Russo will be used more as a super sub and also, who would your ideal centre-back pairing be? Thank right, you. All, all I'm saying here is that you, you play Russo in the, in the nine, yeah. Imagine Russo in the nine and Kim Little and Miedema just behind, or even just Miedema, and then Kim, Kim Little can be a little bit deeper with a Volti in the midfield. That spine there, if you get Leah fit, mate, I mean, obviously, yeah. I was going to say about Kat Lee, Lee, but I'm not going to go goalkeeper. But I'd even play McCabe at, at left-back. Yeah. Obviously, you've got Caitlin Ford who can go on the left side or Black Sinis on the mm -hmm. left-hand side. You've got Beth Mead who's, once she gets herself back fit out on the right, you've got um, Pullover can find either, either of them positions. So, mate, it's about getting the team right. There's not a... There's not, the difficulty for me is that you've got to pick the players that must play and everybody mm -hmm. else fits around that. For me, Vivian mm -hmm. Mead must play. For me, Kim Little must play. Russo must play. So, yeah. you've, only, you've got one defender right now, which is... No, 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 I'm just talking about you want my team? Uh, my, my strongest team probably be Katie. Uh, what's the centre half? What's the Swedish girl's name now? Illicet. Illicet. Leah Williamson. And I'd play that. Um, Vin Reuter, but she's obviously come back from injury at right back. Volty in the middle with Kim, either if you sit alongside or as an eight. Vivian Medium as a 10. Russo as a nine. On the left hand side, I'd probably go. If Caitlin Ford can find her form, I'd put her out there. Mm -hmm. But I'd probably at the minute play Blackstinius. And then on the right-hand side, once Beth Mead's fit, I'd play her. Wow. Sinsberg in goal. No. <laughs> nice. Good 11? team. No, no, no. no, no. I guess that there wouldn't be too much movement in terms of, of that. I think this may potentially looking at Kathleen there. She's been performing like... Kathleen can go left-back and McCabe could go left-back. Yeah. That might work. Yeah, I don't know. Pep Lovers, I guess when she's when she's come on, she's she's done really well. But I don't know if Arsenal knows their their best team. There's but there's so many good players. This is mm -hmm. I think this is some of the frustration in terms of who who do they play. But yeah, I Can guess you once, once they do fit linking mm -hmm. up with Russo. Oh, Russo. So it's not one question, huh? This is a random question. This is I don't know why I'm tagging this on, but 
Is Miedemar on a one-year extension? No, she's finished at the end of the year. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, sorry, I, I thought you meant another one. Yeah, that's it. She's out yeah. of contract. So, again, another thing to think about. Sorry, Arsenal fans, for just putting that in there, because does she stay or does she go? Does she get We'll see. Hi, Farah. Hi, Arthur. We listen to your, listen to your podcast all the time with our mum, and we have questions. What do you think? What has happened to Villa, and what do you think will happen to Carla Ward? Oh, that's a good question. cute question. What's happened to Villa? Who knows? Um, I think Kenza Dali, as we mentioned before, a big miss, and Hanson is a big miss. Um, what will happen to Carla Ward? Uh, I don't know. That's the that, you answer that. I don't know. So, like, uh, do you get given time? You've just be, got a whole new new squad. Do you get given time? I think if the players are with you and trusting you, I think your position will be fine. I think it's when players turn against you because the results aren't there. Mm. Um, is when you start I, to I, ask I think, those questions. I think I think they'll I think they'll kick on. I think once those those players start to come back, I think they'll start finding a bit more form. Um, I think Carla Ward's definitely had a, a good setup in terms of what she wants from the team and how she wants them to play. Um, and I think she'll remain at Villa until she'll get some offers for, from some other t- big teams abroad. You don't think no sucker? You think that is her, yeah. her choice to leave at some point? Yeah, 100%. You heard it here from Earth first. Okay, that wraps up another episode of Boots, Balls and Bras. Again, thank you for your questions. Brilliant. We love to answer them. Obviously, we say it every week, but you don't have to wait till Sunday, Monday to get them in. Um, fire them across and obviously we can add them into the podcast. But yep, again, thanks for listening. Over and out, Earth Pond, Farrah Williams. We will see you next week. Ciao. Adios. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 